startups begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Kastner. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast. Ecosystem building is a subset of economic development that focuses on fostering a startup community. For this episode, we are chatting with Janet Miller. Janet is an ecosystem builder in Cherokee County, Kansas. Janet, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Yes, yeah, and for the people watching on YouTube, I forgot a mic stand, so I am holding the microphone kind of like I'm performing karaoke. So this is a karaoke podcast. Um, so Janet, to kind of start with, I, of course, you know, um, gave Cherokee County the, uh, a quick Google search and, and, and did some research on the area you're located. But if you could give people a sense of the, the economy and, and area you are working to develop. Sure. Uh, Cherokee County, we are in the farthest southeast corner of Kansas. So actually, we're right bordering Missouri is just to our east and Oklahoma is just to our south. And we're a county of about between 19 and 20,000 people. Um, Kind of a unique county in that we have um, three communities that are all sort of equal size. So between three and 4,000 population. And then the rest of our population is scattered uh, sort of out in the county or in really small rural communities. Interesting, interesting. And it being Kansas, I'm from Nebraska. So people all the time assume it's like corn and farming is the is the um, only like economic activity happening, which a lot of times that's not the case. But what, what is the biggest economic driver in, in Cherokee County? You know, it is kind of a mix. Obviously, agriculture is important, just like it mm-hmm. is probably anywhere in the Midwest. But uh, we do have quite a bit of manufacturing uh, in the county. Um, we also have quite a bit of health care. Uh, tourism's big. We've got Route 66 through Cherokee County. So we're the only 13 miles of Route 66 in Kansas. So little known fact. That is a that is a really, really fun fact, actually. I'm I'm gonna win like who wants to be a millionaire one day just because I learned that here. So I know. You. I was gonna say you might. If so, I, I deserve a little bit of the prize money. Oh yes, yes, of course. I'll I'll, I'll definitely earmark some for you, Janet. Awesome, awesome. I love that. How how did you get involved in economic development and the um, like economic growth and startups and all that? You know, uh, kind of a long winding road. Uh, I grew up in rural Kansas and uh, in a town that was kind of slowly dying and fading away. And when I graduated high school, I was sort of told, go away, go get a college degree and don't come back here. It's not a place to be. Um, And so I did that. I went off to college and I thought I'm going to major in business and I want to work for a corporation. Um, But the reality, once I got my degree and interned at big companies. I thought, this isn't really what I want to do. And so uh, I took a few years working, but just trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And I kind of thought, you know, what I really want to do is help rural communities. And I don't know how to do that. Um, So I ended up going back to grad school uh, at Penn State and really studying economic and rural development and, and trying to figure out how can I make that my career. Kind of wandered into that field. And then I saw one day I was working at a a state level job, saw a job announcement looking for an enterprise facilitator. And I thought, what's that? And I read about it and it was all about, you know, coaching aspiring entrepreneurs. And I thought, that is me. That's what I want to do. And so 
I applied for that job, got it, and that has kind of led me this way. So fascinating, fascinating. That uh, um, people's road is uh, always seems windy, but it's always unique to the person. So um, interesting to hear, Janet. Um, what? How much of your? Because you currently sit in an economic development seat, right? Like that's your role. Yeah. Um, of that, how much does your and your team focus on new business, or, um, or or do you guys mainly try to like bring in bring in employers to the community, or like how how much is like startup ecosystem a part of your like I guess economic strategy? You know, I think it's a pretty big part. Um, you know, obviously, I think the sort of traditional economic development is all about bringing in you know the big fish and that kind of thing. But I feel like realistically, given the size of our county and the location of our county and what we have to offer. I think we just don't have the resources to compete at that level. And I'm not sure that's really what we want anyway. And so we really, when I got here, took spend some time looking at our biggest employers. And most of our biggest employers actually started in a garage here in Cherokee County and they grew and grew and grew. And they may now have been acquired or or that kind of thing. But that's where our biggest companies really came from. And so we've really tried to say, why don't we focus on growing our own versus um, you know, spending all this time and resources and money that we don't really have trying to attract somebody. So I would say a big portion of our time is, I would say our time is pretty well divided between entrepreneurship, building, and business retention sort of of what we have and helping our existing businesses. Of course, that that makes a lot of sense. What initiatives are are in place or are you working on to um, to foster that like new business creation? You know, we've been working on a lot of different fronts. So obviously, we've done a lot of training classes from sort of how do you think like an entrepreneur uh, to trying to bring... Um, some of our existing entrepreneurs that have grown and grown and are now our biggest companies to speak about their sort of journey to try mm-hmm. to inspire other people. We've done, and we continue to do high school um, entrepreneurship contests and events to try to spark that in our youth. Um, so kind of just, it runs the gamut trying to find ways, basically anything we can think of that um, may assist entrepreneurs or we hear from entrepreneurs, hey, I wish there would have been this or that we give it a shot and see if that'll work in our community. I think the, I guess like tidbit I picked up there is like listening to the entrepreneurs in your community to see what can be improved. And like that, that feedback loop is very, very important. Um, are there any, if I was starting a business in your community, um, are there any like local grants or interest-free loans available? Grants are always tough, um, you know, for startups. Um, but we do have a number of low interest loans. Um, I know you guys, I think have had Network Kansas on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we are an e-community through Network Kansas. So we have one of their e-community revolving loan programs. So that's available. And then there are a number of other local and regional loan programs that are sort of low interest gap financing available to local businesses. Yes. Yeah. And kind of the um, cliche is there's a grant for that when that's not always true. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like there's sometimes are grants for a little segment of what people want to do. I mean, but just a grant, I wish I could be Ed McMahon and just hand out big checks to people sometimes, (laughs) but unfortunately not the reality. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Are there any um, like coffee shops or entrepreneurial hangouts in, in Cherokee County? Not really anything per se. We've talked about doing some kind of a co-working space, but we just haven't really gotten it off the ground or figured out how to make it work. Just the mechanics of having several communities and mm-hmm. uh, entrepreneurs. I mean, even though our county is not huge, we find that 
people aren't necessarily intermingling so much. So we're trying to figure out how to make that happen. But um, so no, not as much as I would like. That's that's on our to-do list, but isn't there yet. Yes, yes. Um, I'm from a uh, rural county in western Nebraska, and there's about 10,000 people there. And I'm, I am kind of picturing that, that there are a bunch of small little towns that the people in the different communities may like it's separate communities that it is tough to, you know, like kind of merge all of them. But um, it, yeah, it's um, um, good to hear that it's on your radar and it's um, all of these things don't happen overnight. So even like the programs and all the initiatives you've done that, you know, they've taken a while, but you know, um, ecosystem building it, um, does not happen overnight. So definitely I'm with you on that. <laughs> Yes, yeah. Um, so you mentioned those the, the like programming and events. Where uh, where could our listeners go to learn more about those? Is there like a website or anything like that? Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, some of our programming is through Network Kansas. So Network Kansas mm-hmm. has a great website that uh, kind of includes programming from across the state. So ours would show up there. But then we also um, have a Cherokee County. Uh, economic development, both Facebook page um, and a website that we post our local events on as well for folks to know about. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, you mentioned those kind of homegrown businesses that have now grown into um, into the largest employer in the county. What uh, what are some of those? Um, one of our largest is Crossland Construction. Um, they're one of the I think they're one of the top 100 general contractors in the country now. But they started, you know, with a, a, a dad in his garage uh, looking for a way to, you know, make money for his family. And now they have more than 1,500 employees and offices across the Midwest. But they're still headquartered here in Cherokee County. Um, so that's one of them. Uh, we also have a company that invented water jet cutting technology that's now, you know, 300 plus employees in the county. Uh, they've been bought out and sold and that kind of thing several times, but they're still here, still have a presence. And it really did start from one guy with an idea. So, um, you know, it's possible. It's not every case that's going to be that. But I mean, I think that's cool. That Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Both are just really good examples. And like the water, the water jet is more kind of on the tech side, but then construction, like uh, blue collar entrepreneurship is still entrepreneurship. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yes. We I kind of, I guess, have like a, a list of topics we ask every like ecosystem builder. And some are kind of, I guess, catered towards like bigger, like metro- metropolitan areas. Um, but what is like the venture capital slash like financing scene of, of a more rural community? I think venture capital probably is largely not on our radar screen. Mm-hmm. I would say that, um, you know, we do have some local folks who are kind of angels in a sense and will help fund good ideas. So that's great. They're not necessarily a really organized angel fund, but there are folks around um, who are supportive of local entrepreneurs and local entrepreneurship. Um, But we're not really on the scale of, you know, sort of venture capital. I hope one day we have that idea that that we need venture capital and we can go after it. But yes, yeah. And I'm sure the um like angel investing, they may not even like think of themselves as angel investing, but that's what they are doing, you know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so we find like storytelling in, a, in an ecosystem is very important. Um, are there any like news outlets or podcasts and blogs that, that cover the, the new businesses getting started in, in Cherokee County? You know, we're fortunate in Cherokee County to still have several local newspapers wow. and they do actually a great job of you know, highlighting local businesses when they open and anything that businesses are doing, which, you know, not every community still has local newspapers. So I would say our local newspapers do a bang up job of that. We try to, I mean, we've got chambers of commerce and our group, 
we try to feature those stories, um, you know, and I feel like we do have at the local level, a lot of different kind of business award programs where we try to recognize and highlight some of those businesses that have, you know, had tremendous growth or tried something new or those kind of things over mm-hmm. the course of a year. So I think all those are great. Um, I hope that one thing I've, I haven't gotten to yet, but I really want to capture some of those entrepreneurial stories, you know, in video uh, form so that they're more available. I do get a lot of entrepreneurs to come into some of our classes and sort of share their journey. And I think that's really powerful for high school students and for wannabe entrepreneurs to sort of hear that, hey, even Crossland Construction with 1,500 employees has tried some things that didn't work over the years. And they're very open about that. But I want to capture some of those stories so that they can be shared in a place where people can access them at will. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm kind of, I, I'm, uh, I consider myself sort of a media entrepreneur and um, even just setting, like propping up a phone and capturing that, that and then posting it to YouTube and all of that. It doesn't have to be, you know, a, uh, an Oscar winning production here, but um, yes. Yeah. Capturing the stories that are, that are already being told and, and post them online for, you know, a, a broader audience. A wonderful idea. Yes. Um, all right, Janet. So last question for you. Um, if I were to move to your community tomorrow and wanted to start a business, what's the very first thing I should do? I think, you know, there are lots of people in the community, fortunately, I hope, who are all kind of on the same page wanting to support local businesses. So I would say find somebody you're comfortable with, whether it's a city hall or you want to come to economic development or the chamber or a bank. I feel like we're all pulling in the same direction. So stop and talk to somebody. And I hope that they will point you toward, depending where you're at in the process, toward a resource that can help take you to the next level and help you move forward. Yes. Yeah. And and in those smaller communities, if you get plugged in with one person, it's very easy to get plugged in with the broader community. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I hope that's what we've kind of created is an environment where people can go to one place and hopefully get pointed to where they need to be and and start moving forward. So yes, well, Janet, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was a lot of fun. Now that we've learned about an ecosystem from the person building it, I'm going to link back up with Caitlin to clarify some jargon and take a deeper dive into this community. Hey, Nick, how's it going? What is up, Caitlin? How are you today? I'm doing great. Hey, how was your interview with Janet? So it was really, really good. I have now done a few interviews with rural communities in, in the Midwest. And you also being a someone from a rural community, I think it's really important to talk with these people. And while the while their, their startup ecosystem and general economy is very different than like Milwaukee or St. Louis or even Omaha, some of the other places we've hit on, I still think it's important to to talk with these people and learn how they're doing things to both help other smaller communities. But then I also think there's learnings for for the larger communities that like they're doing this in a town with or or a county with 8,000 people or 10,000 people that is still applicable to a, you know, metropolitan area. Right. Well, and with summer coming up, kind of that just like triggers an idea is that like, you know, we have parades, like small towns. I don't know about you, but small towns love parades where I'm from. Like everyone goes so hard. Uh, But I think that's, again, like one of a great way to support ecosystem building and entrepreneurship, people who are starting their own business. That's one avenue that uh, I'm just thinking Fourth of July, summer's around the corner. I'm so excited. Or traditionally, one of our first questions in these portions is, um, what's your biggest takeaway? And mine is for these smaller communities, while they may not 
use like the sexy startup term for them, like community events or like the value of co-working spaces, the a parade, which you just hit on, has that same value, like captures like meeting one another and learning about like the new business activity. It does the same, even though it takes place at a different setting and people aren't calling it that like a, you know, ecosystem building event. That's not like in the vocabulary that is still taking place in these smaller communities. So yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. And even like talking to ecosystem builders on the podcast, we've had multiple that have said a lot of small businesses don't use the word entrepreneur, like that mom and pop shop. They're like, oh no, we're just, we're a mom and pop shop. Um, So then hitting on the subject of vocabulary and terms, was there anything you had to look up? Yeah, so I did some research before, but a fair amount after, just like looking up like stuff about um, Cherokee County and like the location, you know, just like kind of learning more. Um, and Janet mentioned a construction company and then a product company, both that came out of like they were started in Cherokee County, were acquired, but then they're still the largest employee in the in the uh, in the county. And I looked at both of those after, um, but as far as like jargony, not not too much, no. Well, before we final cl- finally close out, I wanted to ask if you have any final thoughts. Not necessarily on this one. I and and I guess we've kind of touched on it, but I do think I like the diverse. Like we're hitting diversity in a bunch of different you know contexts, like diversity in size of community, diversity in thought, diversity in, in, like in um, like well gender, and then also like racial diversity. Um, and I think this is an example of diverse like a diverse guest because it's such it, it, um, Janet's from a smaller community, um, but is an ecosystem building nonetheless. Um, but that, that is all I have. Kaylin, do you want to read this out? Absolutely. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of Mug.News and hosted by Nick Kastner and Caitlin Clays. If you have any questions about today's episode, contact us with, at Twitter, at Nick Kastner, at Clays Creates, or at Mug News Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. We release episodes every Wednesday morning, so make sure to follow so you don't miss a beat.